What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Incline listeners. Looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, what is up, everyone? Thank you for listening to The Incline, powered by Dodgers Lowdown. The postseason is here. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Klein, and I'm joined by, as always, David Rosenthal. How's it going, David? Uh, It's going well, Kevin. Happy to be here. Uh, Just witnessed a pretty crazy game and a wild card. Brewers were up the whole game. Bottom of the eighth, Brewers bring in Josh Hader. And the Nationals score three to eventually win the game on a Juan Soto RBI double. So it looked like the Dodgers were going to get the Brewers for a while there, but we will end up playing the Nationals starting on Thursday. Uh, They did use Max Scherzer. Uh, He threw 77 pitches in five innings, and then they brought in Steven Strasburg for three innings and 34 pitches which means almost positively uh, Patrick Corbin will get game one for the Nationals. Agreed. I got to be honest, I was scrambling towards the end because I had all my notes set for the Dodgers to play the Brewers. And then, of course, Josh Hader blows the game. And here we are taking on the Washington Nationals. That's why everyone's listening to this. This is the full NLDS breakdown. Your Los Angeles Dodgers. 106, a franchise milestone for most wins in the season and 56 losses. Taking on the wild card winner, Nationals, 93 and 69 on the season. At one point, the Nationals were 12 games below 500, but they rallied their way back 
They went nine and one to close the year. They won the wild card game in the eighth inning, and it's going to be a battle. It is. Uh, you know, if if the Nationals didn't start off so poorly, I think they would have won that division. Uh, I do think they are a better overall team than the Braves. Call me crazy, uh, but I would rather play the Braves than the Nationals. Uh, that three-headed monster of Corbin, Strasburg, and Scherzer is one to be reckoned with. It's going to be tough. You know, this is not going to be an easy five-game series, uh, and I actually do think it will go five games. Uh, so the Dodgers got their work cut out for them. Uh, I think, you know, with the added rest, uh, hopefully getting Turner back healthy, Joe Kelly back healthy, I do think the Dodgers can prevail in this series. Uh, but it's absolutely not going to be a cakewalk. This is going to be this is going to be a real good series. Yeah, we'll see. This is a true test for the Dodgers. You can follow me on Twitter at Klein25. Make sure to follow Dodgers Lowdown at Dodgers Lowdown and make sure to follow David at the real underscore David or the real underscore. Sorry. Take that <laughs> no, away. that's a tricky one. It's it's at underscore the real D Rose. There we go. There we go. No relation to the basketball player. No, I'm the real D Rose. He's an uh-huh. imposter. Let's start with the pitching breakdown. Why don't we? First of all, the Nationals. Probably going to start game one. As mentioned, Patrick Corbin. He's a lefty. Last year, he was with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So now he's with the Nationals. Got a nice payday. He went 14-7 and on the season. 325 ERA. 202 innings pitched, which is very rare to see these days. 238 strikeouts. He allowed 24 home runs. And the opposing batters hit 227 against him. He faced the Dodgers earlier this season. In a 6 nothing win, he went seven innings, eight strikeouts. And we have a question already. This is from Doyer Stan. He wants to know, what's Patrick Corbin's lifetime record against the Dodgers? Well, Patrick Corbin is 5-9 and nine in his career with a 336 ERA. Anything you want to add about Corbin? Yeah, Corbin's a tough one. Uh, it's no secret the Dodgers struggle against left-handed pitching. Uh, as you mentioned, in May, he went seven innings, no runs, eight strikeouts in a Nationals victory. He, you know, he's tough. Uh, that no, not one Dodgers hitter besides Justin Turner has real success against him. Uh, Turner is 12 for 32 with two home runs against Corbin lifetime. And the rest of the Dodgers, you know, they, they struggle. You got Bellinger's two for eight. E.K., who might get a start against the left-hander, is four for 27. Taylor, another candidate to start, is 4 for 20. Muncie is 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. And Seager is 4 for 25. Uh, Freeze, however, who they might elect to start over Muncie in game one, is 5 for 16 with one RBI. I could see this. I could see the Dodgers starting Freeze, hitting him leadoff, and uh, leaving him in until Corbin is out of the game, and then eventually bringing in Max Muncy and his 36 home runs. Uh, so this Dave Roberts is going to have to get a little creative here, I believe. I don't think – I'm not sure if they'll start Lux against Corbin. They might start, They might have to start Hernandez or Taylor, even with their lack of success against Corbin. Uh, but I do think this is a game where Freeze gets to start and will be the leadoff hitter. Oh, they most definitely got to start David Freeze. No doubt about that. 
It's tough, mentioned- it's tough to bench Muncie, uh, but in this situation, you know, with Freeze having, you know, hitting 313 against Corbin and Muncie being 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, you know, it's always tough to bench 36 home runs. But in this situation, I think it's the right move. Definitely. Justin Turner hit a home run off Patrick Corbin earlier this earlier in his career. He's 12 for 32 lifetime with a 375 batting average. Now these Nationals, they're pitching very interesting. Overall as a team, they have a 427 ERA. That ranks 8th in the National League. While the Dodgers, they're first. They have a 337 team ERA, almost a run better. Now when it comes to the bullpens, that's the Achilles heel of the Nationals, which we'll get to in a bit. The bullpen ERA heavily favors the Dodgers, they're first again in the National League with a 378 bullpen ERA. And the Washington Nationals, not only were they dead last in the National League, they were also dead last in Major League Baseball, 566 bullpen ERA. Yeah, that's definitely going to be the key for the Dodgers is to get into that bullpen. Uh, you know, they only really have five true, truly decent relievers, if you want to even call it that. Uh, on their on their roster for the wild card game, they only even carried five relievers. Uh, they elected to use Strasburg and had Anibal Sanchez and Corbin uh, ready to go. Uh, so, uh, you know, their bullpen. You know, the only ones we really gotta watch out for are uh, Sean Doolittle, their closer, who's left-handed, and the other four guys who are all right-handed. Uh, Daniel Hudson, who closed out this game, he's got. With the Nationals, he's pitched 25 innings and only given up four runs. That's good for a 1.44 ERA. Uh, Hunter Strickland, he does have a 5.14 ERA with the Nationals in 21 innings. Uh, and then there's Rodney and Rainey, who are also going to be, you know, featured out of their bullpen. Uh, but, you know, the key is just to get to those guys because, you know, the Nationals have had – those three starters have had a lot of success against the Dodgers specifically this year. Uh, Strasburg, he went seven innings and only gave up one run in July against the Dodgers. And in May, he went six innings and only gave up two runs. Uh, as you mentioned, you, you already talked about the Corbin start earlier this year. And then Scherzer, you know, in May when the, when the Dodgers faced the Nationals, he went seven innings and two earned runs. Uh, so those three guys, you know, h- runs are hard to come by. And, uh, you know, the Dodgers got to do a good job of seeing a lot of pitches, getting that pitch count up to get into that uh, league-worst bullpen. Yes. As we continue the theme of pitching, we got to talk about the rest of the starters and the Nationals. Second in the National League in terms of starters ERA, 353. And, of course, the Dodgers, once again, number one, 3-11 ERA. So the Dodgers just number one across the board in terms of pitching. That's got to be their strength come postseason. I believe Steven Strasburg will be the game two starter, and that's because he only yeah. threw a little over 30 pitches, so that's more like a bullpen, you know, like a bullpen yeah, thing that I'd, they do. I'd see him going game two as well. So he's 18-6 and six on the season. Very good, guys. He's – I believe he's number one in National League in terms of wins. He had a 332 ERA. He was able to stay healthy. That was key. He made 33 starts, 209 innings pitched, 251 strikeouts. 
Opponents hit 210 against him. And as you mentioned, yeah, Strasburg in those two starts combined against the Dodgers only gave up three earned runs. That ties us into the, probably the game three starter. It's Max Scherzer. He started this wild card game. I'm sure he'll be ready for game three. He has some postseason demons. He hasn't won a start in his, I think it's his last seven appearances. But anyways. That sounds right. Scherzer is 11-7, and 292 ERA. He made 27 starts, 172 innings pitched, 243 strikeouts. He allowed 18 home runs. Opponents hit 222 against him. And he had a 5-2 win against the Dodgers where he went seven innings and struck out seven Dodgers. So now that we got those three guys, I'm going to go with their game four starter. I think it will be Anibal Sanchez. He faced the Dodgers last year in the division series when he was wearing a Braves uniform. And Sanchez is 11-8, and 8, 385 ERA, 30 starts, 166 inning pitches, 22 home runs allowed, and he lost both the games he faced the Dodgers. He went 11 innings combined and gave up four runs. Yeah, he did. In one of those starts, he did go seven innings and uh, only gave up one run. Uh, so they, they had a little trouble with him. Uh, again, he's, you know, he's much, much easier to get to than those first three guys. Uh, but I could see them even possibly skipping him uh, and going with Corbin in game four as well. Uh, and then throwing Strasburg in game five and pitching Sanchez out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, this Nationals, you know, the, their, their team is not going to shy away from taking those risks. Uh, and he would be uh, an asset out of the bullpen for them. As you mentioned, they have the league-worst ERA, bullpen ERA. So I could see that being a possibility as well. Very good mindset. I like the approach. I didn't think of that. And, you know, it's very possible. I don't know how Corbin fares on short rest. I don't think it's a very good track record. But second-year manager with the Nationals, Davey Martinez, seems like a guy who's willing to take risks. And we got to keep our eye out on that. Yeah, that much was shown tonight when he brought in Strasburg. Uh, you yes. know, he wasn't, he wasn't taking any chances tonight uh, in the, in the winner take all game. Shout out to Rosie at it's Rosie B Garcia. She says, I'm definitely ready for Thursday and the roller coaster of October. Shout me out, please. Where they, well, there you go, Rosie. There's your shout out. There Welcome you go. To the Rosie. Go Dodgers. So we talked about the national starters. We got to talk about the Dodgers starters. I'm going to lead this question with you because i honestly am confused how do you see the dodgers lining up their rotation you know it's it's robert says he uh has it all lined up and he has uh the pitchers uh informed of what it's going to be uh i don't think there's a right or wrong way to go here uh you know i they've all had success against the nationals uh so there's not one clear you know, advantage per se. I, I honestly think they might go with Ryu uh, because Ryu in two starts against the Nationals this season, uh, in one start, he went eight innings, no runs, nine Ks, and flirted with a no-hitter in that game. And his second start this year, he went six and two-thirds, one earned run, four Ks. So that might be my uh, pick for game one. Um, we don't know what that last uh, Clayton Kershaw appearance at the end of the season meant. Uh, I don't know if that was just him throwing a bullpen. 
uh, you know, they last played on the 29th and tomorrow will be the, or Thursday will be the third. Uh, so I think you can rule out Bueller for game one. I think this is between uh, Kershaw and Ryu, and it's just a matter of how they want to line it up. Definitely. Based off the success that Ryu had against the Nationals, I think you got to line him up for game one. He went 14-5 and five on the season, led the majors with a 232 ERA, able to go 182 innings pitched. That's the most he's done since 2014. 163 strikeouts, a very amazing whip of 1.01. Game two starter, I think I'm still going to go Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw's had a lot of success against the Nationals in the past, while Bueller hasn't. Kershaw has way more postseason um, experience. 16-5 and record this year, 303 ERA, 178 innings pitched, 189 Ks, 28 starts. Earlier this season, Kershaw went six innings against the Nationals, and he allowed two runs and nine strikeouts. They won that game pretty easily because they destroyed Joe Ross, who allowed seven runs out of the bullpen. Yeah, you know what? Now looking back at it, uh, Ryu did pitch on the 28th. Uh, and the third, that would give him five days of rest. Uh, so it would be on track. Uh, but, you know, if you hold him out for game two, you know, it gives Ryu an extra day, a full day. Uh, and a half of rest and you know we've we've seen we saw what the rest did for him although it's it seems like you know his issue was more mechanical as opposed to to uh, fatigue uh, but I think they might go with Kershaw you know I personally I, I would throw Ryu out there and, and you know I think five full days of rest is plenty but I think that might you know the fact that he pitched on the 28th might lean them towards Kershaw very interesting. It's very important for the Dodgers to do everything they can to win these first two games at home. It would, go, it would align with their home record of 59-22 and 22 this season, while the Nationals, they were 43-38 and 38 on the road, and they're 50-31 and 31 at home. The Dodgers only had 47 road wins, and if Walker Buehler is going to start game three, it concerns me a little bit because earlier this season, he allowed seven runs, only four of them being earned to the Nationals. He went five in a third innings, but it wasn't a good game. Yeah, that was a rough one for Bueller. Um, you know, just throwing out some stats, uh, you know, the Nationals hitters have decent success against the Dodgers pitchers. Against Bueller, uh, Rendon, Anthony Rendon, possible MVP candidate, even though that award should go to Cody Bellinger. Uh, he's three for six against Bueller. Brian Dozier, old friend of the Dodgers, is three for five with a home run. And uh, Victor Robles is three for five against Bueller. Uh, so that, you know, that a third of that lineup has, has a lot of success against Bueller. Uh, and look for, the, look for the Nationals to start Dozier in that game. Uh, and then, you know, carrying over, I might as well just talk about Kershaw and Ryu as well. Uh, against Hunjin Ryu, Anthony Rendon is three for 11 with a home run. Trey Turner is two for 13, so Ryu looks to have has a, has a hold on Turner at least. And then against Kershaw, uh, Ryan Zimmerman has a lot of success against Kershaw. He's 10 for 28 with a home run. Howie Kendrick as well is six for 21. And then Anthony Rendon, five for 19. So it's a mixed bag. Uh, you know, we're not – those numbers aren't necessarily going to predict how those hitters are going to do, uh, but it offers good insight into who the Nationals will start, not start, uh, against those 
our top three pitchers. Definitely. To recap Bueller's season, in case you forgot, guys, he went 14-4. and four. He had a 326 ERA. He made 30 starts, 215 strikeouts, over 182 in a third innings. His postseason record, he's still looking for that first career postseason win, but he has a monster .85 whip. So we thought this guy was dead man limping, but it appears he's alive and well. It's Rich Hill, set to start game four. He went four and one this season. He made 13 starts. He had a 245 URA, 72 strikeouts over almost 59 innings pitched. And I got to say, those last two outings by Hill, he looked really good. He did. Uh, you know, Slick Rich is, is looking a lot better. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, we were a little concerned about him. Uh, when he made his first return back to the team. Uh, but he's, lo- he's looked positive. And, you know, Dave Roberts has said uh, they're comfortable with Hill going four innings in game four. But he also didn't rule out uh, Hill pitching out of the bullpen in games one and two. So that's another uh, something to look keep your eye out for. You know, it's all going to depend on how the Dodgers do in the first two games, I believe. You know, if the Dodgers get down, you know, 0-2, I think that changes things. Even even one two, and let's say they throw Kershaw in game one, I, I do think that might lean towards them going Kershaw in game four over Hill. Uh, but we'll see. You know, if the Dodgers have a two to one lead in the series, I think Dick Mountain will make his uh, postseason debut here in 2019. I definitely hope so. Other, we'll talk more. To... We'll talk more forward, Rich Hill, if we get to the next round. But I, I gotta agree, the four innings for now is the right move. It is, and uh, if if you all missed it, uh, Dave Roberts also said Gavin Lux and Matt Beatty and Will Smith will be on the postseason roster. Uh, so that about uh, you know wraps up the offense, uh, which we which we all you know pretty much knew what was going to go on. Uh, you know, it's going to be Smith and Martin, Muncie, Freeze. Lux, Seeger, Turner, Pollinger, Bell, uh, sorry, Pollock, Bellinger, Peterson, Taylor, and Hernandez on the offensive side. Uh, obviously, the four starters we mentioned, uh, you know, you're going to get Jansen, Kelly, Baez, yes. Maeda, Urias, Kolarik. Uh, and then those last two spots are the only thing we don't really know. Uh, you would assume it's going to come down to Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Ross Stripling and Caleb Ferguson. So it's, it'll almost certainly be two of those four guys. Uh, you know, we'll see how, you know, facing the nationals determines that uh, it'll be interesting. I, I think Dustin may deserves a spot. I'd love to see Tony Gonsolin, but I, I think they're going to go with stripling uh, just based on what Roberts has said in the past. If Ferguson makes the postseason roster, I will tweet him every day apologizing for all the times I called him crappy. I'm just fully confident he's not going to make it. Now that we're on the subject of bullpen, it's the perfect transition because bullpens make or break, as we saw with Josh Hader today, your playoff fate. The Nationals already mentioned they have the worst bullpen in baseball. Daniel Hudson a guy to keep your eye out on because he was a Dodger last season. And yeah, he had a, he has a 144 year with the nationals, Sean Doolittle, we, we already mentioned him, but he had 29 saves this year, six of them being blown saves. And then we kind of just mentioned his name briefly, but Fernando Rodney, if you don't remember who Fernando Rodney is, 
you should because he blew a lot of saves to the Dodgers in the past, and he's 42, year, 42 years old now. Guy is like a walking zombie out there. I don't know how he's still a major leaguer. Not an impressive career. He has a 405 ERA. He made 38 games with the Nationals. I expect him to blow some kind of hold to the Dodgers. Javi Guerra, apparently he's on the Nationals too, the former Dodger. He has a 486 ERA. Then you got the douche, Hunter Strickland, 514 <laughs> ERA. Joe Ross, who started game two in the NLDS in 2016. He's in their bullpen. I don't know if he'll make it, but he has a 4-4 four and four record, 548 ERA. Wander Suero, another guy, 454 ERA over 78 games. Tanner Rainey, a righty, 391 ERA. Yeah, opponents Rainey hit, will be on there. Opponents only hitting 188 against him, but he's given up a lot of walks. So Nationals bullpen, I think, is going to be their downfall, while the Dodgers bullpen, bullpen could absolutely save them. I mean, yeah, Pedro Baez, 7-2 with a 310 ERA. Kenta Maeda, opponents hitting 155 off him as a reliever this season with a 324 ERA. He faced the Nationals earlier this season, and he only allowed one hit over six shutout innings. And then you got your boy, Adam Kalerik, 2-0, 26 games, only 11.2 innings pitched, which is pretty weird, .77 ERA. Dustin May, I think, is going to make it because he went 1-0 over his last nine innings pitched, not allowing a single run. And then Joe Kelly is healthy, as mentioned by Dave Roberts. 277 ERA over his last 30 appearances. And then you got Kenley Jansen, who had a career-high eight blown saves, but still managed to get 33 this year. 371 ERA, 63 innings pitched. And I'm out of breath. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers bullpen, shockingly, uh, you know, has been a strength. Uh, you know, Dave Roberts reiterated again that Kenley Jansen is the closer. Um, so, you know, I can't say I'm fully comfortable with Kenley Jansen coming in ninth inning with a one-run lead in game five. Uh, so hopefully we can get that to be a three-run lead, and then you can bring in Jansen. But, uh, you know, if Joe Kelly, you know, he's been, he's been dinged up. You know, he's got that, you know, undisclosed body injury. Uh, but, but Dave Roberts, you know, he threw a 20-pitch uh, bullpen on Tuesday, and Roberts says he will be active and uh, on the roster. So if Kelly and Baez, you know, are, are the Kelly and Baez we saw in the second half of the season and, and whole season for, for Baez, actually, then the Dodgers are in good shape. You know, it's not going to – runs are not going to be easy to come by in this series. Uh, and, you know, if, if the Dodgers can get the start the national starters out of the game, I think this boat, that bodes what, extremely well for the Dodgers given the states of the two bullpens. Definitely. I, I – you know, as we talked about Davey Martinez, you know, not really afraid to take any gambles. I, I, I would view pitching any of their relievers other than those five guys I mentioned, Doolittle, Hudson, Strickland, Rainey, and Rodney as a gamble. So I, I wouldn't expect to see, you know, unless something crazy happens and, you know, a starter gets knocked out of the game early, I wouldn't expect to see anyone but those five guys. And uh, hopefully we don't get any, uh, arrows shot by fernando rodney you know he likes to do his little arrow celebration behind the mound so hopefully we can knock him at him oh, and yeah. his sideways hat out of the game damn right 
This guy deserves his own brief segment. That's why I didn't say his name. It's Julio Urias because I think he's going to be the X factor out of the bullpen. He had a 4-3 and three record, 249 season ERA, but as a reliever, he had a 2-0-1 ERA. He went 49 innings pitched as a reliever as well. And earlier this season against the Nationals, he had a three-inning save. Urias, X-Factor, what do you think? I like it. You know, he's a weapon out of the bullpen they can use at any point in the game. You know, you can bring him in in the, in the fourth inning in a high-leverage situation, or you can bring him in in the eighth inning. Uh, you know, the left, he's a, you know, he's him and Kolarik and Les Ferguson's added are going to be the only lefties out of the bullpen. So, you know, I think they'll, they'll use him, you know, sparingly per se. Uh, but, you know, they, they did test him. They, they pitched him in back-to-back games, uh, I believe, once or twice at the end of the year. So I, I do believe, you know, the, the bridge to Kenley Jansen is extremely strong, if not stronger than Kenley Jansen himself. Uh, you know, you have Maeda, Arias, Kelly, and Baez. Uh, essentially, you know, our starters could go five innings, and, uh, you know, we, we'd be okay with those guys. Yes. To me, the biggest question mark will be whether it's Ross Stripling, who, as a reliever, not too shabby, 305 ERA, or Tony Gonsolin, 3 ERA as a reliever. Do they go with the veteran or do they go with the rookie? I think they're going to go with Stripling. Um, you know, Roberts has been adamant about that, although I, I guess he, he wavered more recently. Uh, but Stripling, you know, he does have experience. Uh, you know, they're already carrying a lot of rookies on the team. You know, they're carrying Lux, uh, Beatty, and uh, probably Dustin May, uh, Will Smith. So I think Stripling probably has the edge on Gonsolin just as an experience, as with the uh, experience factor uh, being the main reason. Uh, I think Gonsolin, you know, he's, he's, he was – Super strong in his early relief appearances, but his most recent relief outing in San Francisco was not ideal. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a coin flip. I probably would go with Gonsolin just based purely on a, on a stuff factor. You know, his stuff is, you know, can be electric, whereas Stripling, you know, he's got that good curveball. Uh, but, you know, when every time he throws, you know, a fastball, it, it's, it's worrisome for me. Yes. Now. I think it's time to move on to the offenses. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Well, I hate to throw this stat out there to kick off this segment, but it's important to know. The Washington Nationals lead the National League in batting average against left-handed pitching. As a team, they're first by hitting 283, while the Dodgers are 10th in the National League, hitting 283. 50. Yeah, that's a rough one uh, to hear with Ryu, Kershaw, and Hill all being left-handed. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, I've said it from the start. The Nationals are the team I didn't want to play. Uh, but, you know, if, if, you know, it's not easy to win a World Series. And, you know, this is going to be a, a tough test. You know, it's, it's going to be a barn burner, in my opinion. I think this does go five. Uh, you know, that offense is something to, you know, to be reckoned with. You know, Soto and Rendon are, are studs. Yes. And, uh, you know, they have some, you know, some role, some role players that can contribute to. Uh, you know, obviously, Gerardo Parra, you know, the, the, the thorn in the Dodgers' side over the last 
what, 10 years is on the Nationals. So, yes. you know, it's going to be tough. The pitchers have their work cut out for them. But, uh, you know, they can get the job done. They, they were, like you said, they were four and three in the season series. Uh, and all they got to do uh, this series is be three and two. Absolutely. Let's start with the catchers. We're going to do it this way. I'm going to do the Nationals catchers. Then we'll do the Dodgers catchers. Then we'll do the Nationals first baseman. Then the Dodgers first baseman. And we'll just break it down position by position to keep it very easy. Let's do it. For the Nationals, they're running a two-headed ship behind home plate. They got Kurt Suzuki. He was on the Braves last season. Well, now he's in D.C. 264 average, 17 home runs, 63 RBIs. And Jan Gomes, who they recently acquired in the offseason from the Indians, 223, 12 home runs, 43 RBIs. Then I'll say the Dodgers real quick, and then I'm sure you have some thoughts on them. Will Smith, catching for the Dodgers, should be the starter outside of a certain pitcher. Say it in a second. 15 home runs, 42 RBIs, batting 253 on the season, and over his last seven games, hitting over 300. Russell Martin should be the backup. Six home runs, 20 RBIs, the veteran, 220 average, and he better be catching Hunjin Ryu because when Ryu's pitching to Russell Martin, Ryu has a 152 ERA. Yeah, he'll be catching Martin. Uh, uh, he'll be catching uh, Ryu. And uh, I think I'm going to give the advantage to the Dodgers on this one. You know, Will Smith is starting to get hot again. And, you know, he has that power that can change a, change a game and change a series. Uh, whereas, you know, the Nationals catchers are more of, uh, you know, a steady presence. Uh, I think Will Smith can be a impact player. If Will Smith can take Patrick Corbin deep, I'm a believer. Time for first base. They got two in D.C. The former Dodger, Howie Kendrick, having himself quite a season, batting 344, 17 home runs, 62 RBIs. And Ryan Zimmerman, don't see him as often anymore. He's pretty up there in age, 257 with six home runs, 27 RBIs. And for the Dodgers, we should see in game one, David Freese out there. He had 11 home runs, 29 RBIs, 315 batting average, and he has 10 career postseason home runs. And Max Muncy, the other first baseman, obviously. I mean, he can play other positions, but 35 home runs, 98 RBIs, 251 batting average, a 374 on base. Muncy knows how to work the count. What a find by the Dodgers. I'm excited for him in this series. Yeah, uh, he probably won't get the start in game one, uh, but I would expect to see him uh, off the bench and starting for the rest of the series. You know, Freeze is a postseason legend, and hopefully that keeps up. Uh, and as for Zimmerman, uh, I would expect to see him start against Clayton Kershaw because he is 10 for 28 with a home run off our southpaw ace. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to play the BVP, then that definitely makes sense. Yeah. The Dodgers led the National League with 279 home runs, and the Nationals finished sixth with 239 home runs. The Dodgers led the National League with 886 runs scored, but the Nationals not too far behind second with 873 runs. And Nationals overall had the second-best team batting average at 265 while the Dodgers were fifth, 257. Moving on to 
second base. They acquired this guy midseason, but Ostrubel Cabrera now seems to be their primary second baseman, batting 260 with 18 home runs, 91 RBIs for his entire campaign. And then you got the former Dodger who did absolutely nothing in his short stint with the blue. 238 batting average, 20 home runs, 50 RBIs. Dodgers, they can have a lot of guys playing second base. They got the veterans, Chris Taylor, 12 home runs, 52 RBIs, finished his season hitting 262. Then you got the slumpin' Kike Hernandez, who's two for his last 19, which is a 105 average, 237. Batting average, 17 home runs, 64 RBIs. You have to expect him to be in there anytime a lefty's on the mound. And Gavin Lux, the rookie, kind of cooling down, 240 average, two home runs, nine RBIs. I don't know if they should really start Gavin Lux in these games, to be honest. Uh, I don't think they will. I, I doubt they will with Corbin. Uh, but I think, you, I think you run him out there versus uh, Scherzer and Strasburg. You know, he has – off the charts power. He's got speed. He can do it all. Uh, I think you give him the chance and let him try to seize the moment. That'll be it'll, big if true. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who they start in game one because uh, I doubt they start Lux. You know, they could start Hernandez. They could start Taylor. But as I mentioned uh, against Corbin, Taylor is four for twenty and Kike is four for twenty-seven. So a third option would be to start Muncie at second base and uh, hope he can get a hold of one, even though he's 0 for 3 with three strikeouts against Corbin. Ouch. Okay, moving on. Now that I'm depressed hearing that. (laughs) We got the shortstop. They only have one guy out there usually, and it's Trey Turner. Very fast guy. 35 steals this season. He will be their leadoff hitter. He was the leadoff hitter when the Dodgers – also faced the Nationals in 2016. Finished the season batting 298, 19 home runs, 57 RBIs. And then the guy I'm really excited for at shortstop for the Dodgers. Seems like he's fully healthy. It's Corey Seager finishing the year with two, a 272 batting average, 19 home runs, a whopping 87 RBIs, 345 average over his last 15 games and he tied the national league with the lead in doubles at 44. Yeah. Seager's been impressive. Uh, you know, I said earlier, if the Dodgers win the world series, I do think Corey Seager will be the world series MVP. Uh, you know, he'll, he might struggle against Corbin. Uh, he's four for 25 against Corbin lifetime. Uh, but against Scherzer and Strasburg, uh, you know, he has a home run against Strasburg. And uh, I, I expect to come see him come along uh, once Corbin is out of the game. Yes. Turner's a, Turner's a tough guy, though. You know, he gets on base and he, he can be on second base just like that. Uh, you know, he, he was, he'd be the last guy I want to see uh, get on base in the ninth inning against Kenley Jansen, who's historically bad at holding on runners. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going to give the slight edge of shortstop to the Dodgers uh, based on Seager's hot streak and overall talent. Great point. Now we have third base, which is a little bit of a mismatch. This is their star player, Anthony Rendon, 
on the verge of signing a huge seven-year, $210 or so million dollar contract. Finished 2019 batting 319, a 412 on on-base percentage, 34 home runs, 126 RBIs, and he's going to face Justin Turner, who you wouldn't expect to be a huge question mark coming into the postseason. But due to numerous injuries, here we are. He finished 2019 batting 290, 27 home runs, 67 RBIs, and he only played nine games in September. Yeah, Turner's coming in a little banged up. Uh, Robert said his ankle is fully healed. Now the only thing that's nagging him is his, is his back, uh, but he fully expects him to be good to go and you know playing up to the potential up to the level he's used to. Uh, you know, luckily uh, Turner has a lot of success against Corbin. He's twelve for thirty-two with two home runs. So hopefully Corbin can get Turner right back into the swing of things and uh, try to even out that disadvantage at third base, uh, playing against uh, a potential MVP winner. Seriously. NLDS has always been Justin Turner's thing. I mean, in 19 NLDS games, he has a 429 career batting average with three home runs. We recap what he did against the Nationals back in 2016. He finished that series batting 400, a 591 on base percentage, one home run, five RBIs. Yeah, Turner's a guy who can roll out of bed and hit. uh, So, you know, he shouldn't take too long to get back to form. Uh, but you know, he's, you know, Justin Turner, you know, playing at 75% is better than no Justin Turner at all. Definitely. And then finally we got the outfielders. They have Adam Eden. He's batting 279 with 15 home runs, 49 RBIs, and he has 15 stolen bases as well. He's usually a guy that they hit second and then Rendon third and then Juan Soto in the cleanup spot. He's only 20 years old, but he's managed to put together a very impressive season. 282 average, 401 on base, 34 home runs, 110 RBIs. Then they have another outfielder, Victor Robles, who's a rookie. Finished the season hitting 255 with 17 home runs and 65 RBIs. And then he may not be in the starting lineup every game, but last but not least, it's Geraldo Parra. Nine home runs, 48 RBIs, the Dodger killer. Um, what do we even say about this guy? I have nothing to say about Gerardo Parra. You know, he's caused me so much grief over the years. I, I just, I want to see him strike out every at bat this series. Uh, you know, the national stadium does this little baby shark dance when he comes up and it just adds to the, the lore of Gerardo Parra. And he's just been a thorn in Dodgers fans side for God knows how long. Uh, hopefully, you know, he, goes 0 for 6 in the series with six strikeouts and zero baby shark dances. That is a terrible song. Against it's, Kershaw. I, yeah. Against I don't Kershaw. I don't get the phenomenon. Not for me. Yeah. That song belongs in the trash. Anyways, against Kershaw, Para has a 317 lifetime average. Against Ryu, he has a 261 lifetime average. And he broke up a Ryu no hitter earlier this season in the eighth. And against Kenley Jansen, he's 6 for 20 with a 300 batting average. And it was against one of the Dodgers relievers where he hit a go-ahead grand slam. Yep. No, he'll be featured in every game. I'd imagine he'd be the first guy off the bench if he doesn't start. Unbelievable. 
Okay, well, the Dodgers, they have a very strong set of outfielders. First of all, they have the leadoff hitter, Jock Peterson. Finished the year with 36 home runs, 74 RBIs, 249 batting average, and a 339 on base. And then Matt Beatty, whether he's in the infield or outfielder, he's most likely going to be used for clutch pinch hitting situations. Finished the year by batting 265, nine home runs, 46 RBIs, coming in a bit cold. And then the new off-season acquisition, A.J. Pollock, probably going to be out in left field, 15 home runs, 47 RBIs, 266 batting average. And then your very strong MVP candidate would be a shocker if he didn't win. It's Cody Bellinger in center field. 47 home runs, 115 RBIs, 305 average, 406 on base, 121 runs scored. Yeah, I'm giving the Dodgers the advantage in the outfield. Uh, You know, they have the MVP. Uh, Pollock's a guy who, you know, they signed, you know, to hit left-handed pitching, uh, you know, to come off the – to, you know, carry, you know, the younger guys. And I I think Pollock has a big series. I'm predicting – you know, he hits at least one home run and hits over 300 for the series. Uh, you know, he has a home run against Scherzer, against Strasburg. He's seven for 14 with a home run. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's going to be the difference maker for me this series. Uh, you know, Bellinger's got to perform. You know, he doesn't have to be – you can't rely on Bellinger to, to carry the whole offense. Uh, it was nice to see Bellinger uh, come alive a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, but I, I think A.J. Pollock is the X factor. I like that pick. For me, it's really tough to decide. I like the Pollock call. I think I'm going to go with Corey Seager. I think he's going to continue to have a hot bat. And then another guy to not forget about on the Nationals is Matt Adams, who has homered off both Kershaw in the postseason and that Jansen. That was an ugly one. That Kershaw-Matt Adams home run was an ugly one. Yes, and he's also homered off Kenley Jansen in the regular season. Other than that, they have some other guys such as Michael A. Taylor and Andrew Stevenson. Whether they have an impact in this series remains to be seen. But that pretty much covers everything on offense. Is there anything else to add? Do you have your do you have an ideal Dodgers batting order if they were to face they're going to mostly face righties, so let's just hear it against the righties. Yeah, and one other thing I want to say about Pollock is he, you know, he, was, he played alongside Patrick Corbin for many years, uh, so he's actually never faced him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see you know, how that matchup lines up. Who knows if you know, he knows you know, what, how Corbin works and you know, his you know, teeing off on him in practice and stuff. So that'll be an interesting matchup to see in game one. Uh, as for the lineup, uh, against a right-hander, uh, I would lead off with Jock. Uh, I would probably hit Muncie second. I would hit Turner third, Bellinger fourth, Seeger fifth, Pollock sixth, uh, Lux maybe uh, seventh, and Smith eighth. Sounds pretty spot on. Or was that seven? Was that seven or eight? Did I miss someone? You did not. Okay. That was pretty much their lineup they've been using pretty often. Um, 
to wind down this season, a great 2019 season. Dodgers, 106 wins. Don't forget that, everyone. For the Nationals, look for their lineup to be something along the lines of Turner leading off, Eden second, Rendon third, Soto fourth in the cleanup spot, and then it could be Kendrick or Zimmerman at first, batting fifth. I think Brian Dozier is a bench player at this point, so look for Osdrubal Cabrera batting sixth, and then it'll be either Suzuki or Gomes batting seventh, and then Victor Robles in the outfield batting eighth. Yeah, this is going to be a good series. Everyone, buckle up. This is not going to be a uh, you know a calming a calming series by any means. Yes, we pretty much have covered everything you guys need to know for this exciting NLDS. We didn't mention his well, we did mention his name, but if you have no idea anything about the Dodgers, the manager is Dave Roberts, and he's in his fourth season. He is. Uh, you know, this is a big postseason for Dave. Uh, you know, he's come under a lot of criticism, some of it warranted uh, over the last uh, few years. So it'll be interesting to see how he manages the pitchers, how he learns from his mistakes, and how he uh, puts out those lineups. So big, big postseason for Dave Roberts, too. Definitely. Um, other than that, I know you said your prediction, Dodgers and five. I'm too scared to give mine. So let's just talk about the rest of the other games real quick. Let's see how that winds down. Cardinals or Braves? Who you got? I'm going Cardinals. Uh, you know, I, I think they go Flaherty uh, for two games, and I think that's the difference maker. Very nice. Well, they announced Mikolas is game one, I believe, but Flaherty could go two and five. Uh, interesting. And then, yeah, I'm going Cardinals as well. I think they're going to win that series in four. I think yeah. Paul Goldschmidt will have a big series, and Freddie Freeman and Acuna, they're coming into that. Series very banged up. We got a wild card game tomorrow. Oakland A's and Tampa Bay Rays. Who you got? I'm going with Tampa Bay and uh, Charlie Morton. Okay, well, I'm going. I'm 0 for 1 already, but I'm going with the Oakland A's. I think they're going to win in a crazy shootout, 8 to 6. Sean Manaya getting the start, coming off Tommy John surgery, worked his way back. Now he's starting the wild card game pretty crazy yeah they got charlie morton he's a very good pitcher someone i wanted the dodgers to get this off season mm-hmm. they did not um actually oakland a's guys i'm picking them to go to the world series that's a hot take you heard it here first they're gonna sweep the houston astros in the i would ALDS. love that i would love nothing more than that <laughs> we are all oakland a's fans if they play the houston astros <laughs> Heck yeah. As far as the Yankees and Twins, unfortunately, I don't think the Twins stand a chance. So the Yankees are going to beat them probably in four. I'm going to go with the Yankees, but I I do think it's closer than most people think. You know, the Twins set a record for most home runs. They have guys who can hit the ball out of the ballpark at an extravagant level. Uh, And the Yankees pitching is vulnerable. Uh, you know, their bullpen is, is as, as good as it gets, but their starting pitching is definitely vulnerable. So I, I'm going to take the Yankees in a close one in five games. Nice call. All right. Thank you all for listening to this NLDS breakdown. Dodgers, Nationals, powered by Dodgers Lowdown. Anything else you want to add, David? No, uh, this is going to be a, you know, a high-stress series for me at least. Uh, I hope everyone can just – 
breathe and relax. And remember, the future is bright. Seeger, Bellinger, Lux, May, Smith, Gonsolin, Ruiz, and many more. This Dodgers team is not going away anytime soon. Hopefully this is the year. Uh, I, I, I think this series is going to be the hardest one they will have uh, until the World Series. But other than that, I, I, I like our chances. Uh, so follow Dodgers Lowdown. Follow me at underscore the real D Rose. And follow our loyal fan and shout out request, uh, Rosie. Uh, it's Rosie B. Garcia. Uh, but this has been a good breakdown, and uh, we'll hopefully, hopefully be back for an NLCS breakdown. Absolutely. Depending on how this series plays out, there could be another episode midway through. We don't know yet. The, it's the postseason. Anything could happen. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe. You can find this episode all over the place as other Incline episodes in the future. And, yeah, I think that's it. Go Dodgers. Hope to see you next round. All right, everyone. Have a great NLDS. Incline out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.